0: I would like to introduce our speaker for today's class. Hi everybody, how are you guys doing? Uh, thank you Nancy for asking me to speak today and um, I guess I'll get some stats out of the way first and then I'll get to the literature. So I have been in program about 15 years. I have been abstinent now for 10 years. Um, I'm what we call a 200 pounder. I had over 200 pounds to lose when I started my journey and I had that 200 pounds on my body for my almost my entire life since I was about 28 years old. And um, here's my before picture. It's kind of hard to see, kind of hard to see, but I was huge. <laughs> I weighed 380 pounds at my top weight. I'm sorry, I can't seem to get the picture in there right. Um, and it took me two years to get that much off. I still have 40 pounds to go. But I used to be a person that was up 60 pounds and down 40 pounds and up and down like a yo yo every year, you know. And because I always carried my weight in my, most of it in my gut, if people hadn't seen me or didn't know me that well, um, and they'd see me again, they'd say, Oh, you had your baby, (laughs) you know. And I actually never had any kids. I was always worried, like when I was, time to think about having kids I was like everyone I knew had gained 60 70 80 pounds when they had kids and I was like I'm already 350 pounds you know uh, I I just couldn't see myself doing that so um I I had two pieces that I wanted to read two paragraphs it's just really like the whole key pinning to my whole change in lifestyle and finding food sobriety One is on page 416, it's called, and it talks about, it helped me a great deal to become convinced that alcoholism was a disease, not a moral issue. That I had been drinking as a result of a compulsion, even though I had not been aware of the compulsion at the time, and that sobriety was not a matter of willpower. The people of OA had something that had looked much better than I had, but I was afraid to let go of what I had in order to try something new. There was a sense, a certain sense of security in the familiar. And then, of course, the big, you know, big one on 417 acceptance, because that's like once I accepted that and then I accepted my life, things started to change. And so it says, and acceptance is the answer to all my problems today. When I am disturbed is because I find something, people, place, thing, or situation, some fact of my life unacceptable to me. And I can find no serenity until I accept that person, place, thing, or situation as being exactly the way it's supposed to be at this moment. Nothing, absolutely nothing happens in God's world by mistake. Until I could accept my alcoholism, I could not stay sober. Unless I accept life completely on life's terms, I cannot be happy. I need to concentrate not so much on what needs to be changed in the world as on what needs to be changed in me and my attitudes. I have been on a diet my entire life. Like for some reason, my thing went muted there. So hopefully you guys could hear me during my, did you guys hear me before? Okay. <laughs> um, I've been on a diet my entire life. My mom said that the doctor had me on one since I was six months old. And that was like my whole life story, <laughs> constantly on a diet, always overweight, a little bit athletic. Uh, but I was always, I was always the kid that was biggest in the class. And um, And my whole life was that way. I was the biggest kid. I was the biggest person at work, the biggest person at school. Now I'm not the biggest person. I'm, you know, I'm still overweight, but I feel comfortable in the middle of the pack. And um, it seems like if I look back at my story, I have always been looking for something to make me feel worthy or loved. I came from an alcoholic family, um, very little love, always, you know, keep your head low, don't make, don't make a wave. Don't get dad angry. You know, we just kind of cowered. My sister, when my dad would come home from work. My sister would actually hide in the closet. It was just that kind of environment. And so I always was striving to be a people pleaser and do whatever I could to get my father's affection. And it never came. And my mom was kind of a cold fish too. And so I always felt like I had to prove myself And if if I would reach certain things or attainable goals that all of a sudden I'd feel worthy, I'd be loved, and then all the weight would drop off of me. You know, so I was, and when I was in sports, I was always on the all-star team. I got straight A grades. I was valedictorian. I got a full scholarship ride to college. You know, I got into a big company. I made a six-figure income. I kept chasing all these things, thinking that as soon as I got there, then my eating compulsion would alleviate itself. And it hasn't, I mean, it didn't, you know, it it had, I feel relief from it now, but I was always like trying to do that. I mean, I got to the point where I was like suicidal, you know, and I was great at living this double life. I was happy on the outside. But inside I was like crying. I mean, I would get off work and I would cry all the way home, you know, and I would get myself into situations too, where I finally I guess I decided in my life I had experience where I got molested when I was young and I was like, I immediately put on a lot of weight. And I kept that weight on me for my whole entire life. It was kind of my big security blanket. And so I kind of found that if I was near people, I had to, I always felt over responsible. I'd over commit to things because I was trying to please everyone and getting torn in one direction to another because I couldn't please everyone because everyone had different things. So I started um, distancing myself. So I look back at my life and I have to accept how I've created my life. I, I created my life where I was always the boss or always the leader. So then I could control everyone. And at the job I worked at, they'd allowed no fraternization with people under you. So I had a thousand employees, but I wasn't close to any of them. You know, I was friendly, everybody loved me, but you didn't know the other side of me. You know, I'd keep my car so full of stuff that, oh, I can't give you a ride. Or I'd keep my house looking almost like a hoarder's house so that I couldn't have anyone come to come to the house and stay. You know and I just just surrounded myself by this big wall and um and I was lonely I was so freaking lonely it's just like you know a cat you know it's like what's first the chicken or the egg I was just going in a circle constantly you know um lonely as heck but wanting affection you know if I get in a relation almost get in a relationship I would uh you know Uh, try to get people to like me and then I'd run the other direction as fast as I could you know Uh, fortunately I met my husband we've been married 35 years and unfortunately though he's also was also my eating buddy for 20 something years you know so um, so I had to come into the program and I was like when I came into the program I was desperate I was like I have done everything. I am so tired of going to Kaiser and going to all their programs and I'm tired of going to Weight Watchers and I've been doing this forever. And okay, and here's the other thing is my my profession, restaurants, okay? You know, my parents owned one. I loved restaurants food and lots of tips and then I kept every time I get a promotion in my job I, I would, um, you know, I went from a hostess all the way to an international business consultant for a national, national brand. So I had food everywhere. It was the perfect thing for an addict. And I know if I had not been on those diets my whole life, I could have been 500 or 600 pounds. My sister got up to 525 pounds. So there is this tendency in our family. Okay. And it all gets around of hiding and hiding secrets, you know, not exposing, you know, how our family life was, um, putting on a facade, feeling like an imposter all the time. And um, I don't know, I don't know how I stayed in the job positions I did, except that I was number one. I did everything I, it was hard for them to fire me for being too fat when I was the best performer in every position I had. But that took so much energy of myself. I'd have to work so many extra hours to be there to present that. So right before I came to OA, I, I kind of had like a nervous breakdown. You know, My mom had uh, just got diagnosed with stage three cancer. I had decided already that I had to leave my job because it was not good for me. I'd fi- I made that decision. So I left my six-figure job and I started my own business, which failed (laughs) miserably okay and so I went I had to go in to get like anxiety treatment you know and uh, I started talking about eating disorder treatment there and I started learning about my beliefs about food um, and how it was all tied into my emotions and I discovered that how everybody thought I was the most calm person they'd ever met I was actually full of anger, but I could never put a finger on it. Because in our household, my dad was always angry. So it was screaming, yelling, tear up the house, beat everybody up. But my anger was totally suppressed inside of myself. So, um, so then I discovered OA. And I, it is funny, when I first started OA, I, I, ha, I got 10 30-day chips the first year. And I mean, that is so crazy, but it had to be part of my journey because, because I was a perfectionist and a people pleaser, if I ever failed at something, I would immediately quit. It was like my diet would go great until that day I, it didn't. And then it was all or nothing. That's how I am. I'm an all or nothing kind of girl, or at least I was. And so, um, I had to go through that you know, I'm great at reaching a goal. So I hit my 30 day and then I had to celebrate, you know, for a day or two, and then I had to get up. But this time I decided I'm gonna be honest and I'm gonna get up and face the crowd and, you know, admit that I fell down. And you know what, nobody seemed to care. I mean, there were like two old timer guys in the group that have been around like 35 years. You know, they'd roll their eyes every month but everyone else was supportive. And, you know, after I found that, you know, you can fall and let people see your vulnerability. You could then go on because I always, I was always afraid if they saw my vulnerability at work, I was going to get fired. My husband must have heard me say, I'm going to get fired a thousand times over the years. Nothing ever happened like that. I'm a great catastrophizer. That's one of my um, character defects. I'm a great liar to cover up that um, I did something wrong or I might displease you, you know? Um, So, and I'm a great liar about my food, you know? My whole life was a lie for 50 years, you know? So around 50, I was like, oh my God, I'm hitting the big 50. And I I have less years left on the end than I do now. Am I going to finally take care of this, you know? So 10 years ago, I started this whole journey with OA, I, um, I got a sponsor. Actually I had four sponsors in the beginning. I kept having problems with, there weren't a lot of sponsors in our, the groups that I went to and they kind of temporarily were doing it but then things would happen in their lives and fall out. I fired one, she was way too mean. And so I went through the four, through the step one through four, four times because they all wanted to start at the beginning. And then finally I said, okay, I got to move on. I need to get further down the steps. So I kind of said, you're my new sponsor. Let's start at five and you know, step, I actually went through four and five. I'm like, let's start step six and get down the road. So, uh, and I kept, I had that sponsor for many years. So, um, you know, I came in kind of broken. I was very, um, I'm the world. Uh, You know, uh, I didn't have a relationship with a higher power. I felt ashamed. I felt like I should have a relationship, but I had a terrible relationship with my father. And in my mind, my higher power was um, a God, a male God. And how could I? Minutes. Two minutes. Okay. So I had to accept that this is how my life is. And I created it. My dad had been gone 30 years already. I can't blame it on him, you know? So I just kind of recreated myself and through OA, I learned by, as I did the steps, to become an adult. I was still stuck in a childish mind and in childish relationships, you know? And I had to accept that I'm gonna fall down. I'm gonna have periods where I'm gonna struggle and I need to reach out to others. I can't do it on my own. I've proven on my own, I could not do it. You know, so it's funny, um, as I work the steps, um, my, my jobs changed much more better for me. All the clutter I had totally disappeared. Um, you know, uh, we used to eat out every single meal. I mean, we used to spend like $2,000 a month on food. Um, now I cook every single meal. COVID's really helped with that too. <laughs> But um, it's like, I just learned that I have to look at what's eating me to get me to stop eating, you know? And uh, once I was able to discover it, it just like completely transformed me. Now for eight years, I maintained the same weight and, uh, and I, I was like totally happy. It's like, I discovered all these things I forgot I could do in life because I was so huge. And I was afraid to go on a diet because I had been in so many up and downs. So, but recently I, I started on the downward trend again. You know, I started saying, you know, I want to be under 200. You know, I always get close to the 200 and then I kind of go back a little bit. Um, but I, I said, I got to get over the fear. What is the fear? You know, my situation in life is different than when I was a kid, you know. And um, so I'm glad OAS here, a place that. I can go and say you know i get when i was in beginning you know i would gain 12 pounds a, a week that was common you know and so but here i could talk about it people um actually understood it you know and uh i, I don't think there's anything that i shared here that someone in the room probably hasn't ha- done experienced uh, uh or will in the future possibly you know but um i just say get get a sponsor. Um, Be a sponsor. That has been a tremendous help because it keeps me fresh in the program all the time and uh, be of service. So thank you for letting me share.